Welcome to SCE Soundbites, the official podcast for Soundtrack Entertainment. Each week, we'll take a bite of the latest music news, we'll have special guests and feature interviews with the biggest names in music and some of tomorrow's brightest stars. Welcome and happy Thursday. It is the SCE Soundbites podcast. My name is Hendrik Pape and I will be your host for the next uh, maybe hour or so. Uh, we've got some music news, we've got a special guest, and we've got some uh, incredible concert announcements. Well, maybe if you live south of the border. So without further ado, why don't we jump right into it? We are at Juno Awards Weekend here in Canada. It is that time again. It is the 50th anniversary for the Juno Awards this year. Uh, we are hoping to be celebrating in uh, Toronto for their big anniversary this year, but of course, COVID's still with us, so we can't celebrate. Uh, but we're going to do our best. We're going to have a, a virtual get together starting. Uh, well, it's actually also underway right now with some of the events that we talked about last week. Um, but uh, the awards start tomorrow night. Uh, the uh, the gala dinner tomorrow evening, and uh, some of the awards will be handed out uh, tomorrow night. And then the big broadcast will happen on the weekend. Some of the nominees, so we've got uh, The Weeknd, who of course headlined the uh, the Super Bowl uh, halftime show this year. Um, he leads the nominations with six. Uh, Jesse Reyes, J.P. Sachs, and Justin Bieber, all with five. Other nominees include Crownlands, Brett Kissel, The Recklaws, Arkells, Dallas Smith, and plenty more. So watch for full coverage this weekend. I will be there taking part uh, as well as one of the other members of my team. And we'll be having uh, all the, the juicy winners and details all weekend long. Uh, lots of tour announcements, as I mentioned in the intro. Unfortunately, if you live in Canada, it's not so exciting. However, it's not all bleak either. Uh, the Glorious Sons. Uh, Canada's or Kingston's actually uh, rockers they announced their unfinished business tour and uh, not only are they visiting Canada they're really going to visit Canada so uh, the dates start December the 10th in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania there's going to be a total of 29 dates most of those are Canadian uh, some of the Canadian stops are Vancouver Edmonton Ottawa London Montreal and plenty more uh, so those dates will hit Canada in early 2022 Alanis Morissette, you remember her, Jagged Little Pill? Well, she's celebrating her 25 years of Jagged Little Pill, uh, and she announced the 2021-2022 dates for the world tour, which celebrate 25 years of that incredible album. No Canadian dates yet, but her schedule is wide open from November of this year until November of next year, so let's hope that we see some uh, some dates in her home and native land uh, sometime either in the spring or, or early summer of 2022. Uh, also on the tour stage or tour tour road this year uh, coming up is uh, Slipknot, and they announced their Knotfest Roadshow 2021. They'll have 28 stops across the USA starting in Des Moines, Iowa on September the 25th. And then last but not least, Three Doors Down. They announced the Better Life 20th Anniversary Tour with special guest Seether. That tour is going to feature the Better Life album played in its entirety, plus, of course, all of their hits. That tour starts June 26th in Greeley, Colorado, 
and it runs through October 16th, where it will wrap up in West Palm Beach, Florida. Here in Ontario, which is where, of course, I'm based and Soundtrack is based, we're lo- our lockdown has actually lifted. We're no longer under, well, when I'm recording this, we are, but in a few hours, the lockdown is going to be lifting. Uh, but unfortunately, the return of live music as we know it, uh, it's still at least a month away here in Ontario. If all goes well, we'll, we'll hit uh, phase one of our reopening starting next week, uh, maybe two weeks from now. And then uh, that means that the earliest live music can return to Ontario is going to be around June 28th. So, yeah, just in time for Canada Day. So we'll keep our fingers crossed because the weather couldn't be better right now for live music on a local patio. And God knows the uh, the venues that uh, that host this music desperately, you know, need their patios open and they need the people to come out. Speaking of live music and patios, tickets for the SCE 10th anniversary extravaganza will officially be on sale tomorrow. That's Friday morning. Uh, that is June the third. Sorry, June the fourth. Uh, tickets will be on sale June the fourth at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I've also added some day passes. If you can't make it for both days, you want to come out. It's 25 bucks for the weekend, 15 bucks for the day. One dollar from each ticket is going to go to the Unison Fund and help them out. Um, plus, we've also welcomed our beer sponsor. So we're welcoming Signal Brewery. They're out of Corbyville, Ontario, uh, an incredible indie music supporter already. Uh, so they're a perfect fit for this venue for this event. Uh, and we're really excited to have them. So make sure to grab your tickets as soon as they go on sale. It's going to be an exciting weekend. Weather's going to be great. I already know Mother Nature's a big country fan, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So moving on, this week's guest is one of the busiest guys in Canadian country music. Uh, not only is he finding success now as a solo country artist, which he started about a year ago, uh, he's also one half of a popular Canadian country rock duo, we're also thrilled to have him headlining or co-headlining our 10th anniversary extravaganza this July. Uh, his inspirational tribute, which he co-wrote with Dustin Bird, Together We're Strong, was just selected by the Snowbirds as the theme song for the sum- their summer of 2021 tour. Without further ado, please welcome Brian John Harwood. Together we're strong as the ground that we grew up on. We are back for another week. It is episode, where are we at? Number five, I guess, now of the SCE Soundbites podcast. And uh, uh, I'm pretty excited about this week's uh, special guest. I've known uh, I've known this guest for, what, five, six years now, I guess, uh, ever since the first um, or second country wild down in uh, Coburg, uh, where I first met, uh, met this gentleman. So I'm talking with... Uh, Brian John Harwood today. How's it going, Brian? Not too bad, man. Uh, it's summertime, so uh, I can't complain. Favorite time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, we wish there would be more shows on the schedule, but uh, you know, let's hope that at least maybe halfway through the summer we'll get a little bit more of those on. So, um, but it gives you some time to work on some other projects, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah, a lot of the stuff was pushed to September, so September looks full. So, you know, if all else fails, um, we just need everything to open up a bit. Like, I want to yeah. do some backyard shows and do some, you know, do as much stuff as we can, and uh, just get things moving along till we open up, like the states, right? Well, absolutely. I think last night watching the fans at the Montreal Canadiens game in Montreal was uh, a bit of, I guess I looked at it as the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, that's only two hours for me and they had 2,500 people in the stands and, you know, it, it felt really, really good that for the first time in over a year, we're seeing this stuff again. And I'm like, you know what, that does a sign that we're headed in the right direction and, you know, knock on wood that, you know, another couple of weeks, another month or so of, of our due diligence will get, will get to there in Ontario and, uh, and hopefully kind of everywhere else. Uh, so look, Brian, I, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Um, you're a busy guy. I mean, you know, you're, you're rocking the solo thing and you're half of a duo, uh, Kansas stone, which, uh, you guys haven't been so busy in the last year or so. Uh, but it's been a year since really you had something really huge kind of happen with Kansas stone or for Kansas stone. Um, and that of course was the single together were strong, which, uh, celebrated its one year anniversary yesterday. Uh, so looking yes. back, you know, I mean, when this first concept probably came about, uh, early in the pandemic, where, where, what are you thinking now? I mean, like when you guys came up with this, uh, when you and Dustin came up with the concept, you know, last year, did you ever have that thought cross your mind that we'd be in still in the pandemic a year later, still locked down a nah. year later, and that that song is still relevant a year later? Yeah, that's 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 crazy. Like, you know, looking back, I had the idea. Um, as you said, I wrote it with Dustin. Yeah, uh, he was my—he's been my producer for most of my songs, and and then um, you know I came up with the idea. I just when everything locked down, I'm like, you know what? Like, I want to do something, you know, to help our fellow musicians. You know, because you know a lot of a lot of musicians I know they don't get um, you know, they don't qualify for serve or, or like like. They, they were just all their work was going to stop and how right. were they put food on the table right so i knew about unison benevolent fund so i called Dustin. i'm like i got this idea i want to write a song and we'll donate uh the proceeds to unison and you know i'll get a bunch of my friends that you know i made over over the time playing with kansas stone that i've played with or you know good friends with and and he jumped on board and it's funny because you know i'm so proud of it and still am but we wrote it you know kind of about covid and you know and everything but um you know after getting the snowbirds on it uh and then the tragic death of jennifer casey it kind yeah. of turned into a, a memorial um song for them and now i just last week getting getting word that um they're using it as their intro song for this year for their their tour uh you know just you know i'm honored and just blown away that that song could uh be used for 
for that. So, so let's, I know you, you touched on it. Of course, you know, Jennifer Casey being featured prominently at the end of the video. And I know from, from what I've heard, she was actually a really big fan of the song, right. From, from the, uh, the first time she heard it from when Corey Marks brought it to the team uh, and entered it, introed it for them. Um, you know, so, I mean, it was what, like two weeks before the video was set to come out that she was killed in this crash. Yeah. Like, you know, so, I, and I, mean, I did. what were you like, what was going through your head at the time? I mean, like how was, was it, I mean, two weeks, you, you must've been pretty close to finish with the video at that point to have everything pretty much ready to go. Then all of a sudden have this curveball thrown at you um, to have somebody that, that was, you know, a known big fan of the song and a, a known, I guess, supporter uh, and promoter of it. And then to have her just so, I guess, untimely taken away from us so tragically uh, yeah. on what was supposed to be such an inspirational tour. Uh, you know, what, what was kind of your reaction when I guess you got that phone call or that email saying, hey, guys, you know, or I guess you probably heard it on the news right when it happened, too. Oh, no, I heard it from Corey because uh, Corey, uh, he's a good friend of mine and he was really close. Um, he's really close with all. So I literally got, as it happened, um, me and Corey were in contact and I thought like I was in disbelief, like, like it was so tragic. And, um, you know, on a, then right away I was just like, okay, like let's, should we put off the song? Like, uh, like I didn't know because the song, the video and the song were done and she was, uh, she loved it so much. She was our main she was the one who put it all together and it's her in the video bobbing her head to it. And she's like the one that organized everything for it. Um, so it hit us pretty hard. Um, you know, like cause she was, she was just involved with the song a lot. Um, and then just out of respect, um, I wanted to reach out. So what we did was we I sent, um, messages to her family emails to the military emails to her family and i was going to just put on um, family's consent now you know what i mean so um we got word back from the family that they would love it that they knew how much she loved it and they asked if they could um play it at her funeral and um, got word from the military that, you know, it was, they're playing the song on all the big warships is the first, like, like a new, newer song that they played over the speakers on that. Like, you know, it touched me that, um, the song could be used, even though it wasn't intended that way, you know, if it could bring a little light to, uh, the family and, and all her friends and stuff, um, you know, it just, you know, I, I couldn't be more happy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's quite the, um, what do you call it? I guess it's, uh, it's it's humbling, right, to know that that it's it's had that impact. I think it's just probably, if anything, I mean, I, I know you guys had intended, you know, having talked to you about it just before it's released, I know you had intended it to have an impact, but it was an impact that you probably never would have known firsthand the kind of impact that song had, or that song had. Uh, and then, you know, through this this tragic course of events, like, I mean, I know when, when I heard about the accident 
And then it was like, and then who it was involved. I'm like, you know, of all the people, right. I mean, there's how many planes in this, in the, in that group and to have that one plane and that one person go down, it just, you know, she really had become the face of, of the snowbirds at the time. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, I think in that sense, it's really given you guys the opportunity to see firsthand the kind of impact that that song has, has had, um, it may have been a secondary impact, but I know it, it is all, it was also, I mean, it was good timing. I mean, I think it, and it's, it's a good message that is still relevant now. I mean, especially I think here in Ontario where we're right now, you know, well, I mean, I guess in Canada, only Quebec is really open. Everybody else is still kind of struggling, but, um, but, you know, I mean, there's still, there's a lot of musicians out there that are still basically locked up that can't go out and play uh, Ontario we've been dangled a carrot saying, yeah, maybe June 14th, maybe not, but then we don't really know what kind of rules they're going to apply. And, you know, so it's kind of like, I mean, I get it. I mean, I I don't rely on, on the music business for my income, thankfully. Um, but I work with a lot of artists that do, and I know exactly what it's like. Um, and and it's, it's kind of good. I mean, I'm glad in the sense that we got it out of the way. And now that we have, you know, a year of the, you know, together we're strong kind of themed songs that, that are trying to boost everybody up. Now we can get into the, you know, we've done the warm and fuzzy stuff. We can keep using those to inspire everybody for the next year. Hopefully it's not much longer. Let's get up with, with the newer stuff. Um, and that's kind of where, where you kind of took the torch from, from the Kansas stone days, I guess if you want to call it that. And I mean, you came out with, um, uh, was it get together? I think it was your, your first single of 2021. Uh, and then you wrote a song for your dog, <laughs> which you just released. Um, and, uh, and now of course you've got, uh, yet another song coming out next month that, yeah. uh, that you were spending some time in the sun recording a video for yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so of course this being a podcast, nobody else is going to see what I can see, but, uh, uh, for those of you who know Brian, he is uh, very, very red today and very shiny. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell that he got a little bit too much sun yesterday. Uh, but you know what? It's better than uh, than freezing your butt off and and playing and the piano like, in the middle yeah. of the in the middle of the winter. Like I, I tell everybody, I would rather sunburned skin and a thousand mosquitoes than one snowflake. So <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I am definitely. Burnt. Um, we um, we were outside um, probably for about twelve hours shooting the video yesterday, and hey, I'm not complaining because I love the summer. And you know that you mentioned on moving on from those songs and stuff. And um, yeah, when Kansas Stone put that, I I wrote it myself with Dustin, and you know I was gonna release it as a solo song, and then you know the song is all about being together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people in numbers coming together. So that's why I released it as a Kansas Stone track. And for everybody wondering, you know, there's more Kansas Stone songs recorded. We have one with Chess Anthony. We have uh, an, another one. We have a few that we're going to be releasing. Um, we're just so kind of like... You're far from done. You're far from done. Oh, we're far from done. We just... I know we've talked about that too. And, and I know you've, you've, you've told me several times. They're not going anywhere. Kansas Stone is still out yeah. there. We're still uh, coming out with new stuff. Yeah, like, um, 
like Matt and I, um, we just both have our own projects. And I got my uh, country thing, you know, radio country type thing. And then when we get together, we mix them. We get we put the rock with the country, and it kind of comes out to, you know, has its own sound. It's Kansas yeah. Stone. And, um, whether you know we take a little a few months off and then hit it. You know, we've had these songs recorded. Some of them we've had for a year waiting to put out, but we just we just figured, um, you know, um, wait till things kind of open up. Because Kansas Stone, for, first and foremost, we're a live band. We right. we love to play live. And if you come to one of our shows, um, you'll see why. We just like to have fun and, like, make you forget about your everyday. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um yeah, like you were saying, when, when you know, last summer when I released Hotter Than Summer and I just, you know, one after another, every two months, I just, COVID gave me that opportunity to keep songwriting and keep recordings. So, like, I think in the last year, I've released nine solo songs with yeah. videos, with everything. So if you go to my YouTube page, you can see all of it. I love making the videos. Like, I'm very, you know, I do all my graphic design and stuff. And when I write a song... I, I see the um, see the album cover in my head, and I and I picture the video right away. And so, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the list here, and like <laughs> I got it's funny in my office. I got my solo stuff all written on this whiteboard, Kansas Stone stuff all written on this side. So, um, you know, I got 12 songs already recorded, ready for you know. I'm already shooting videos for them for that, and then Kansas Stone's the same. So we got like four or five for Kansas Stone. So do you do you have? Uh, it's gonna uh, be a busy uh, few years. Do you have either for yourself or for Kansas Stone EP or album plans, or are you just gonna continue just doing them as singles? Everybody's asking me. They're just like, "Oh, we love the like for the solo." They're they're wondering. Um, they're um, they're like, "What are you doing?" I'm just like, I'm going back to like the jukebox days, like a single at a time, you know, when yeah. I get, you know, when I get 17 out there, I'll throw, I'll throw them on out, like get some vinyls and stuff like that. But, you know, like, um, right now I, 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 I'm having fun designing each album cover and I'm having fun just putting out, you know, a little piece of me. That's why I, I'm, I love this solo venture that I'm on right now. Like I love Kansas stone to death and that won't change, but, these songs that I do solo are, are allowing me to dig deep into really who I am. And with each of them, like you said, with my dog and my dad and, you know, my girl and the proposal video and just, they're so personal to me. And like, um, it's really sharing, you know, a piece of me with that each song. And I didn't really get that as a songwriter until I over COVID starting, you know, writing and being more truthful to who I was as an artist and um, it's opened up a whole new world for me and I love it. So now, so now you've got this single coming out uh, next month, I'm assuming the next couple of weeks. Uh, Now you had mentioned before, before we started recording this podcast uh, that you actually didn't write this song. So tell me a bit, how did that come about? You know, it's the first one I did not write, um, you know, and um, the funny thing is um, it was pitched to me probably four years ago for Kansas Stone. 
And when Kansas Stone did our Jamaican tour, when we toured Jamaica and played all across the whole country and stuff, we would play this song like four years ago. Everybody loved it. I've loved this song since day one. And, um, you know, it's just, um, I don't want to say it's pop. It's just not Kansas Stone. Kansas Stone's going to kind of take more of a, a rootsy rock, rock uh, road where we originated from and what we really wanted. And then it seems my solo project now is it's kind of going that more modern country, fun, summery feel, yeah. right? So uh, so that's kind of feel has it on it. So um, actually the one of the artists that wrote it, I asked him to be a part of it. And um, I can't, can't wait to have him on this. Um, um, the song is just, I've, I've loved it since day one. And um, I don't want to drop any... Uh, who's on it or whatever, but uh, mid June you'll find out, or maybe the start of June you'll find out because, um, well, start of June's only on Tuesday, Brian. So, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I better get I better get designing and, and make it all things, eh? but uh, but no, I'm super excited. I got good plan, like, so yeah, I got a plan for this song, and um, I'm gonna push it all summer long and you know happy to get a top 40 in australia with hotter than summer over the winter so um you know hopefully uh hopefully everybody loves it as much as i do and um yeah like i said it's it's definitely a different side of me so so let's talk about uh i mean i guess we're getting to that point now i mean what 14 15 weeks and 15 months into the pandemic um but I think we can actually start talking a little bit about live music again. Uh, I mean, you had some, some, some opportunities last summer. Um, yeah. You know, Susie Corey, you were on the Love Revolution. Did you have any other gigs? I'm trying to remember if you had any other. Yeah, I had uh, a few more. I, I think I played um, four or five, but they were like, um, you, you know, they were safety measures, outdoor. Right. Um, you know, and then I jumped on stage uh, with Dustin Bird uh, at a few and, you know, um, played as much as we could, and uh, not a typical summer, of course. I'm just ready to let loose. I'm like, uh, a, uh, no, but it feels like I'm a dog chained up, and there's a stake <laughs> right in front of me, and I can't get it. Like, I just want to, I just want to be let off, the, let off the chain. You know what I mean? So, of course, uh, as we announced, was it last week? I guess now. Uh, everything goes as planned the way things are going right now you will be out in our area in eastern ontario on july the 24th uh for the 10th anniversary event for soundtrack entertainment uh it's going to be a blast i'm just waiting to get a little bit more information on exactly what we can have for people i mean they say yeah okay music festivals can open in phase two but then they don't give us any capacity limits. So, yeah. I mean, we're like, yeah, we could throw tickets on sale, but I don't want to sell a whole bunch of tickets and have to refund a bunch of people yeah. because we can't have more than 50 or whatever, right? So, I mean, we're going to have a blast regardless of what we have for people. But, I mean, obviously, we want to get as many people as we can legally have based on on the, uh, the health and safety measures. You know, I mean, nobody wants to be restrained to that. But, you know, this is the 10th anniversary year. Uh, and I really didn't want to have to push 
you know, I mean, look at Boots and Hearts. They were supposed to do their 10th anniversary last year, and now they're not doing it till next year. That's yeah. two years later, right? So, I mean, I don't want to wait that long. And so, you know, to yeah. me, yeah. to me, it's it's just like we have an opportunity. I've got a, an amazing venue partner who, uh, you know, loves bringing in the the kind of the the new country and and the the new music, and uh, you know, he's got everything that I need to to put this on. And and we're we've been doing festivals all through last summer, so I figured, you know what, let's just go ahead and do it. And you know, just a matter of figuring out how many people we can have. And then as soon as I know that I'm going to throw those tickets on sale and, and, you know, similar to what you guys did with together with strong. I mean, to me, it's the 10th anniversary for soundcheck. The last 10 years has all been about giving back in one way, shape or form, uh, whether it's giving back to the fans uh, through the giveaways and stuff um, or, you know, giving back. I mean, this year the, the plan is to take some of the money and, and some of the profit from, from this event and uh, giving it back to the Unison, Unison Benevolent Fund, mainly because I know, yeah. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of artists that have managed to do okay through the pandemic. I mean, they, they've, they've survived. I think that's probably the nicest way to put it is that they've survived. Um, but my thing is, is really for those behind the scenes, the sound guys, the light guys, the, the techs and that kind of stuff that don't have the royalties coming in that the artists might, um, you know, that haven't worked a day in 15, 16 months since everything got shut down and who knows when it'll be before they actually get back out there. So I want to find a way to, to take, you know, a little bit from this and, and hopefully we have a little bit at the end that we can give back to them uh, so that they can help. Because I mean, we know, I mean, they, they do amazing things, but money doesn't grow on trees and uh, they need the money to be able to support those that need it. Right. So um that that's where it comes down to those of us that can to support them however we can. So that was, you know, kind of the idea for that. And then of course, the second part to that was I wanted it to stay true to uh, I guess kind of the mantra that we've had for the last 10 years. And that was to have a lineup of, um, you know, I mean, if you follow the rising country uh, scene, I guess you can call it that then, yeah, you'll recognize a lot of the names. If you don't, you won't know anybody on that stage. However, if you come out and check out the show, I guarantee you're going to walk out of there being a fan of at least a couple of new artists. It just, you know, I mean, I look at myself in the last year. I mean, probably this time last year, I had no idea who Susie Corey was. You know what I mean? And and it was just the, the number of artists that I've gotten to know in the last year alone as just mind-blowing. So I'm, I'm trying to showcase a bit of that uh, in this festival as well. So I'm really hoping that people are going to, you know, be hungry enough to actually come out and enjoy some live music and, uh, you know, not be stuck in their cars for it and, uh, you know, and, and be yeah. able to come out and have a good time. So it's uh, it's a great venue. We're looking forward to having it. Uh, of course, we're looking forward to having you out there. It's uh, What's the furthest east you've ever played? Belleville? Have you come out to the Ottawa area yet? Oh yeah, I've, yeah. We played. Um, I played uh, right in the middle of the street in Ottawa for the awards. Oh, that's uh, right, the CMAOs at Spark Street. Yeah, uh, we are nominated for video, video of the year. I think uh, two years ago. Edge of Forever. Uh, no, it was for Blaze of Nothing. Oh, Blaze of Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we played with Jade Eagleson, 
and a bunch of guys uh, right in the middle of uh, right in the middle of the street downtown Ottawa. But I, I've played in um, Montreal, and I have a few things lined up for Montreal with my soul thing um, in the fall as well. So um, nice. I love to travel with the music, man. You know, like uh, I already got a few shows locked in for 2022 in Australia. Um, just yeah, you know me, man. I like to stay yeah. busy. I'll play. I'll play just to, if you call me and you want me in your backyard, I'll come. So there's I cold, want to play. <laughs> cold drinks. <laughs> uh, don't tell my wife, but that's where the after party is going to be on the 23rd. It's going to be on the 24th. It'll be in my backyard. Actually, you don't even need to yeah. because it's an RV campground. We'll just move it to an RV site and have the after party there. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but Perfect. I hear you've got your own, so we'll just do it at your lot. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring out. I got I got, um, I was going to do it acoustic, but, um, I'm going to bring out, uh, you know, AJ Astle. He does all my videos. He's also my bla- bass player. He's going to come out. Um, my photographer is also my, um, uh, he plays some drums for me sometimes. So he's going to come out and play a little bit. So it's, it's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be fun. Man. A taste of the old live stuff that we used to love. So, I suggest anybody that, you know, even if you don't know anyone, like you said, just come out, uh, listen to some music, support, support indie artists and local artists, you know, um, you know, what's wrong with uh, some good weather and some good music, you know? Yeah. I mean, and the, the cool thing is, is it's, it's BYOB. I mean, I'm not working on having a brewery there if, if you don't, but it's not like those other festivals where, you know, you can't bring outside food or drink. If you want to bring a cooler, bring a cooler. That's perfectly okay. Um, just don't drink and drive after the show, yeah. right? I mean, come out and enjoy the show. You know, I mean, if you need to stay there, we can work it out ahead of time and get you set up with uh, a campground with uh, the venue owner. But, uh, you know, for the most part, come down and have a good time. Um, now, you touched on it briefly yeah. there just by saying that you're you're going down under for a bit next year. You're having some success down under on the charts there. Tell us a bit about how that's been uh coming about and, and when you first kind of tapped into the Australian market and, and uh, what kind of buzz you're getting from down under. You know, it kind of uh, hit me off guard cause I didn't really um, expect that. And uh, I started getting messages and like printouts emailed to me of the, you know, all of a sudden being added to CMT Australia and playing on there all the time. Then all of a sudden, added to this radio station, added to that radio station, you know, getting numbers like being played on the radio over 1400 times a week, you know, like, um, it was crazy watching it like climb the charts because I had no idea. And then, you know, for about a month and a half, that was my life was, um, you know, because of the time difference around eight o'clock here, I'd be, um, doing all the morning shows and radio you know, telephone interviews over there with all the radio stations and, and TV and stuff. Doing the Zoom stuff. Um, just talking about the song. Because um, it just, even though I released the song here in August, it's summertime over there, you right. know, in January and stuff. Yeah. So it just, um, it just worked out that way, man. Um, uh, I'm thankful for all the fans and the radio stations. You know, they remind me a lot. A lot of Canadians are just so polite, so friendly, and 
I've never been over there, but uh, they're already making me feel super welcome, and I can't wait to get over there and play. There, there's a huge market for country music. I mean, I don't know how closely you look at your your streaming numbers, but I mean, since I started working with artists uh, and releasing music for, I guess, last March, um, you know, looking at, at the stats, it seems like Brisbane, Australia really loves Canadian country music because I've done probably about a dozen releases in the last year. And out of all of those releases, Brisbane, Australia seems to be like the number two or number three city for consuming the song. Uh, so they've got a, a really strong taste and so a lot of places over in Europe as well. So I, I think it's um, it's nice to see Canadian music really kind of spreading its wings and, and becoming more of a global thing again. Yeah, I was just going to say um, Europe as well, too, like you just mentioned. It's it's crazy. I would have never expected, um, you know, once I started the soul thing and uh, I just... I'm getting love from so much love from Germany, you know, the UK, uh, like we spoke about Australia, uh, Brazil, like it, it is, um, it's unreal. Like, honestly, it's, it blows me away and I'm so grateful. I'm just a guy that loves to write songs and, and loves to sing and play. Um, and the fact that it's like hitting people and, you know, I read everybody's messages. They write me you know, stories about their dad or their dog or, or how they listen to my songs when, when it's sunny out and they just want to like forget their work day and stuff. Like I read everybody's messages about my song. And as a songwriter, if, if you could touch one person, you know, you've done your job. And every time I get feedback or I see the numbers over there or, or everywhere, even here in Canada, in the States, it, it's, uh, I'm more than grateful. I, I'm I'm blown away. So now that you've had a taste of recording a song, I mean, obviously you don't know how the response has been yet, but now that you've had a taste of recording a song that you didn't write, and of course you've done so many songs that you've written yourself, you've got so many in the in the can ready to go. Um, do you think you're going to do more songs that that maybe are pitched to you, or more songs from others, or you just you prefer? kind of doing your your own your own writing or is it kind of a you know we'll see what you know, gets pitched at me and take it song by song honestly i remember playing with dallas smith years ago um a few years ago and some great advice uh he gave me was like don't let your ego get in the way of a great song and um if it's a great song and you believe in it it relates to you man do it jump on it you know what I mean? It's, it's um, and yeah, this is the first song I'm releasing that I didn't write because I am a songwriter and I love, but this song, as soon as I heard it, I fell in love with it. Yeah. And, you know, and for four years I sat on it and I've, I still love it just as much today. And, you know, I told you about, I already have, you know, 13, 14 um, solo songs that are already, you know, recording stuff. I already recorded one. Um, there's another one that was pitched to me after, I guess, one of my songs, uh, All That I Was Missing, was added to a big American um, Spotify playlist. And I was getting messages from a lot of American songwriters. And, um, you know, I got this song pitched to me 
in a bundle of songs and I listened through them and nothing was really clicking until I hit this one song. And as soon, as soon as I heard it, I was just like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't, I would not have wrote that song. I would right. have not, but I love it. You know what I mean? Um, so the guy, he's, he's like, I love your voice and like, you're really taking off and you're going to like, I believe in you. Like, I want you to do the song. And I said, I, I would love to do the song. So I did record that one. I don't know when that one's going to come out. You know, um, it's kind of like a, a game of, you know, um, it's just for me, I kind of, since I, I have no team, right. It's just me. Yeah. I, um, I just kind of make the decisions on what song I, I kind of feel. So what's um, your process for that? So, I mean, when you have that many songs, I mean, you tomorrow, you can get pitched another song. You'd be like, I got to release a song. Yeah, <laughs> I got to release a song at the end of June. That, you know, what, you know, what's the process you go funny. through? To- it's funny because I was just talking with McCoy about that. What, uh, like, um, the other day, and because uh, we were writing a song, and but I said to him like, if we write one, like if I come, if I write a better one, it could trump one of these and push it back. But you know, yeah. as of right now, I do have. I look at them and I have an order. You know, I have the one I want out in September. I have one that I want. I want out end of November. I ha- you know, uh, one to start next year, one for the next spring, one for next summer, like. I got like the next three years planned, but if I write one or or come across one that, you know, I feel um, could change the list at any time, you know, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of, you know, I'm not saying that I I don't want a label or I don't want a team, you know, I I would love a manager and and an agent and and just a team to work with because at times it does, it is a lot of work doing it yourself, but that's a bit of freedom that you have um, as an independent artist is um, just kind of go with your gut and what, yeah. you know, you feel um, relates with you the best at that time, you know? Well, and it's tough, right? Once you bring in extra people, there has to be, there has to be a certain mesh, you know? I mean, it's the same thing, you know, with me when it comes to bringing on, whether it's photographers or writers, uh, or social media people to, to help with the soundcheck project. I mean, I've brought on people over the years and, and some have stuck with it and some are, are, are still going strong and others, you know, just, just didn't stay as long, you know, and then, you know, I've, even in the last year, I was like, okay, you know, as, as, you know, especially since I started working with artists, they had the last year has been great because it really has been a lot of live music for me to cover. And then I was like, how am I going to manage day job? You know, managing publicizing and marketing all these artists that I'm working with and covering live music at the same time on top of all the other stuff. I mean, I'm getting 400 emails a day on average from, you know, publicists and stuff like that, wanting me to feature, you know, their artists. And and one of the reasons that, that the podcast kind of came up was because I was doing, or I was always getting asked to do a lot of interviews and, so over the last 10 years, it's kind of evolved from, okay, I was, I was just doing the interview, then I was transposing it into text. Nobody reads an interview. I, at least I don't. I just I found that the numbers just weren't there. I'm like, well, this isn't doing the artist any justice if nobody's going to read the interview. So then it's like, okay, so then I, would, I started when the pandemic hit, which made it a little bit easier because now artists coast to coast are available to you, and I don't have to be in downtown Toronto to do the interview. So I started doing them on Zoom and putting them up on YouTube, 
but I'm not a video editor either. So I can't really dress it up and make it look, you know, super duper fancy. And so, you know, the views were there, but they weren't really anything spectacular. But then it was like suggested to me uh, maybe a few months back to, you know, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I got a background in radio. It wouldn't take too much to figure out some software to kind of dress it up and turn it into almost like a radio show. And so I literally spent three months just building the framework for this thing. I had the name actually, um, uh, Dustin's brother, Curtis, he went to cover the Junos for me in Saskatchewan last year. And uh, of course the Junos got canceled right after he landed. Uh, But together we came up with the name SCE Soundbites because we said, look, everything has been canceled, but there's some independent artists that still have some gigs planned. Let's see if we can get in with a camera to some of those gigs and just do, you know, a little short performance videos and then see if we can come up with a concept name for it. So he went, I think we did about three or four of them uh, over the course of the weekend. And uh, so we tossed around the idea for, I don't know, a good week or two afterwards, just trying to come up with a catchy name. And, and I'm like, what about sound bite, you know? And because it's, it's not like a full performance, it's like, a one song performance so it's kind of like taking a bite out of that performance and so we came up with that curtis came up with the logo for it uh just basically my concept was to take my logo and take a bite out of it and uh and then we added this the bite sound so we did a couple of those on youtube um and uh and yeah i mean i thought it was it was a really cool idea would have loved to do more like that but the again the problem with doing that is the physicality, right? You need to get the videographer and the artist in the same room, which ain't happening right now with COVID, you know? So that's when the whole podcast thing came about. I'm like, okay, so I can just call it SCE Soundbites, the podcast. And so then, you know, mix it in with the news of the week and then do an interview every week. And uh, so far, so good. I mean, I'm having fun with it. You know, I mean, obviously it's going to take time to get to the audience but i mean the numbers are there i'm already seeing a higher average of um of regular listeners than i was with the other interviews and and stuff like that plus doing the one a week kind of helps me in the sense that i'm not overwhelmed with interviews because it's like you're getting one a week so if i'm already booked you know i hate to bump somebody or say no but you know it just that way i have one show a week people know that every thursday the new episode comes out and that's great. Um, but I know, I know exactly what you're saying because when I tried to add people to my team, it's very difficult because you want to try to find people of a similar mindset. Uh, it's the same thing with me. I, I have my business partner who runs the, uh, the graphic and design side of things and the merch side of things. You know, I've been working with him for what, 15 years. And, you know, even before soundcheck on different projects, he's the kind of guy that I, I give an idea that's in my head. I can't sketch it down for him because I can't draw, but I give him the idea. I'm like, this is what I'm thinking about. And then he said like the poster that we had for the 10th anniversary. So this is kind of what I'm thinking about. And he sent it back to me within, I don't know, 30 minutes of me sending him the email. I'm like he'll literally take my thought and put it on paper exactly the way I thought it. Um, it's, it's hard. I mean, as to, to take somebody, and add them to your team. Like you're doing all this stuff yourself, right? That's what you're saying. You do all your design work and stuff yourself. So if you were to offload that to somebody else, they would have to be able to read your mind. And that's hard to find, right? I mean, that's it's really hard 
to give up something that you're confident with that you're managing right now. And then to say, okay, now I want you to do it. And then, I mean, you almost feel like a part of you was given away because now it's like, you're so hands-on with everything. And Susie Corey's a lot like that too. When you talk to her, it's the same thing. She does it all herself. If she would give a piece of it to somebody else to do, it's like, she's almost feeling like a side of her is missing. And it's just, you want to have that control. Right. And I find I, I really relate to that because it is difficult to do that. I mean, it's like at some point, depending on what your, your long-term goals are, I, I guess it'll be an inevitability. Um, but at that point, it's just going to come down to finding the right person. And, and I guess you'll be able to be, um, what do you call it? I guess uh, you'll, you'll be able to be patient and, and kind of talk to the number of people to, to find that right person, right? You're not just going to go and say, okay, yeah, you're a graphic designer. You're doing this from now on. If, if that connection's not there and they can't read your mind, uh, I mean, I use that figuratively, but I mean, realistically, if you're working with a good designer um, or any kind of artist, really, I mean, if you want somebody to write you a theme song uh, or if you want somebody to do a video for you and you give, look, this is kind of what I'm looking for. You want them to be able to take the concept that you've got in your head and make it happen. Right. So, um, so that's, uh, what I, that's what I try to do with um, a lot of the, a lot of Ontario artists, like, because uh, I got my own own business. Um, you know, I got my own business during the days. I do all my graphics. I do my music. I do. I'm a busy dude, so I don't have um, much free time. But I try to uh, help out. You know, as many artists as I can, and um, good friends like. You know, I did, uh, I've done Jesse Slack's last few album covers and, uh, you know, helped Dustin Bird with logos and stuff and uh, just did Ali Walker's uh, upcoming um, cover and stuff like that. So, like, you know, I try to I try to help out as much as I can because, you know, it is hard and it is, uh, it's hard to find those people, you know, that uh, are willing to, um, you know, reach out and help because it is, uh, it's hard to put your ideas on paper if you don't know what you're doing you know what i mean oh for sure absolutely so now it's been like when your solo project started what how long ago now has it been uh when is your first solo single like what just over i guess 2020 just, growing old was your first one right? just over a year yeah so now you've yeah you've gone from from growing old to i mean quite a bit of success i mean i'm just looking here at your spotify and uh i mean good boys already at almost at thirty thousand getaway top to 50,000, all that I was missing, you know, almost 135,000 streams hotter than summer, uh, you know, just completely like almost 150,000 streams. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, I guess, emerging artists. Now you, you're kind of emerging artists as a solo artist. You have your Kansas own experience to kind of fall back on, but what advice would you give to an artist that's starting out? On, um, I guess, because there's certain things, I guess, you, you have to kind of prioritize, right? I mean, if you want to kind of hit certain levels of success, um, what what advice would you give? So, I mean, if, if somebody were to take the Brian Harwood playbook, uh, what order would, would you suggest a, a new artist would go into doing things? I mean, should they jump right to radio? Should they kind of slow down and maybe focus on their streaming first? What do you suggest? 
You know, like I should pick and choose for radio because being on the honest truth of it all is if you're not on a major label, your chances of even getting to radio, you might get a few features here, but they're not going to add you. Um, And that's just, that's just the, you know, hard truth because there's so many fish in the sea and, you know, these labels uh, have good connections with, um, the radios is that's just the way the industry works and um you just gotta accept that so like um for most of mine i don't go to radio with um you know growing old i didn't dad i didn't good boy i didn't uh get away i didn't um i did with hotter than summer i did with um all that i was missing you gotta pick and choose to me if i was giving advice to an artist i said first thing i would do is say, uh, be true to yourself, you know, like don't do a song just because, you know, there's already a James Barker band. There's already a Tim Hicks. There's already, so don't try to duplicate what is already out there. Do your own thing, find out who you are and just, you'll be more happy. Like me putting out these solo things, these solo songs, I'm just happy with each, uh, each song. It's a little piece of me putting out and I'm just grateful that people are, liking it and gravitating towards it um i think because it's real it's true it's like uh, i'm not faking it i'm not i'm just putting out music that i like that i you know that i make and that that you know represents me so you just got to be honest with yourself you know if you have the dream of doing the music you know best bet if you're starting off is just right right Right, 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 right. A thousand songs. Write with new artists all the time. Just send messages out. If you're a new artist and you haven't, even if you haven't had that much experience, send me a message. I'll write a song with you. You know, yeah. you learn you learn little bits of each songwriter. And I've been lucky enough to sit in the room with, you know, great writers like Steve McEwen, like probably like 20 number one hits. You get like Dwayne Thompson, amazing writer. Jason Blaine. You know, you list goes on. Um, and you learn little little bits. Um, whether you use them, you might not. But every writing session you have, you you learn something, and you and you um, you know you make your craft that much stronger. It's like I ever always tell people, it's like um, it's like a brick wall. You know, like um, with each song is like a, another brick. You know, the wall just doesn't appear. You know what I mean? You got to lay it brick by brick. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's that's kind of what I'm doing with my songs. You know, like um, like you said, the numbers. Like as 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 you put out a new song, you build new fans. Um, I just crossed over a million um, on my Apple with my solo stuff, um, Apple Music, and you know I'm just um, blown away with the support, and I think that all has to do with just being truthful to who you are as an artist. And, um, you know, like I said, don't, just, just be humble and always be open to learn and never stop learning and never, you know, you just, uh, never think you, you know, it all, you know what I mean? You know, and, and I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think the, the number one advice that I give to every artist that I've ever worked with is be authentic, right? It's just, you know, everything that you release uh you know it has to tell a story about you 
right? I mean, whether you wrote it or not, if it doesn't mean anything to you, it's going to come, it's going to come across that way in the recording and people, it's just not going to be believable. It has to be believable, right? I mean, um, one of my uh, uh, artists that I work with, uh, Tim Albertson, he did an interview with uh, Aaron Allen and, and it was a point that Aaron made. Uh, the song that he wrote with um, uh, David Boy James and James Barker band that David Boy James released, you know, it's like he really liked the song and wanted to record it. And, and Jeff, his producer said, you don't drink. It's a song about drinking. It's not authentic. It wouldn't work for you. It's not believable. Right. So uh, and that's that's great advice. I mean, it doesn't always need to be specifically about drinking or whatever. I mean, don't write a song about a car if you don't drive. Maybe I don't know. But yeah, I mean, releasing a song about a cat. I have a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and it, it's it's one of those things. You have to be authentic. You have to be yourself because in the end, music is about building that relationship between you and the listener. Right. And and if if you can't make that work and you can't build that relationship. Like that, that's 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 the foundation between fan and artist, right? Is is that relationship? And if you don't create that relationship, they're not going to come back and listen to more music. It doesn't matter how good it is, if that relationship wasn't built early and it's not authentic, and you're just re- writing and releasing songs for no reason, you know, um, you know, it, it's so. Yeah, I think that that's that's great advice. Uh, so one last question before I let you go um who's on your playlist these days what are you listening to oh man you just opened up a can of worms there (laughs) like see the thing if you listen to my music you know i grew up i was born and raised on country music i mean alabama randy travis alan jackson you know um garth brooks you know i was raised on all that so even though I further in my life, I, I went into a rock band and stuff. I've always loved country music. That's been my, that's been my, you know, my base. And that's what I always loved. And, you know, and then I grew into the Def Leppards and Guns N' Roses and, and Panteras and different stuff like that as I grew up. But I always, you know, the more I, um, you know, the more I came a songwriter, um, and that's the reason I love country is the songwriting, how, you know, the storytelling. But as a songwriter, you only write new stuff by not being closed minded. So like my playlist, I mean, it goes from Justin Bieber. Like I'll scan through some of them I recently played is like, you know, it's, you know, Travis Tritt, Justin Bieber, um, Thomas Rhett. Skid Row, you know, um, a lot of 80s. I love 80s stuff. You know what I mean? Like your Phil Collins and your, um, you know, your Motley Crue's and Def Leppard's. Just stuff that give you that feeling. But, you know, honestly, I just say there's two types of music, good music and bad music. And it's up to the listener. You know what I mean? There's no... For my soul stuff, man, I you should hear some of the stuff that's going to be coming out. Yeah, I don't even the thing is I don't put a genre on. I I am country because I grew up country and I love country. And there, all my stuff, even as hard as I want to make it not country, my voice kind of brings it back. It kind of still comes back to country, but um, 
yeah, it's just I listen to so much that um, you know I try to I try to put a little bit of different stuff in it. You know, I try to. That's how it makes it me. I I throw my little you know my '80s influences in there, and I throw my little bit of my traditional country in there, and like people are commenting, they're writing me, and they're saying, you know, it's crazy how you go from hotter than summer or getaway to good boy and dad, like good boy. It, it, you listen to that song and the music and everything. It's very Randy Travis, very nineties, you know, yeah. lap steel and it, it's a throwback, you know, but that's just me. And that's just, um, we all have more than one side, you know, and I like to trigger that, you know, I have more than, you know, one emotion, one feeling, one love, you know? So I just make music and y'all can put a, put a genre to it because I just like making music that I love, you know? Uh, why label it at all? I mean, I, I've always, I've, I've been on the same, the same wavelength for years. I mean, why label it at all? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I, mean I heard, I heard uh, Keith Urban say that I, you know, he's yeah. just, he said, you know, he said, uh, I don't write it, sit down and say, I'm going to write a country song. I just, I write whatever I want. And yeah. you know, it just yeah. ends up being, you know, so I'm kind of the same way. I just, it's, it's built in me and, and it's, I wouldn't say a genre. I love the country genre. I, I love putting on the old school stuff, even some of the new stuff, your Chris Stapleton's or, or, you know, even from to Sam Hunt to anything, um, you know, I respect it all. So, yeah. so uh, I say, listen to whatever you want to listen to. Don't be closed minded. Um, even if you don't know the artist, throw on something, you know, you may like it, you know, Let, and give sure. it, give it more than one, one chance, you know, listen to it a few times, you know, uh, and then you'll find some great artists that, um, that uh, you'll be thankful that you, you've, you found. So. I mean, I listened to the the Canadian country playlist that that I curate on Spotify, and it's like every week I listen to it. Like, we have some incredible talent in this freaking country. I mean, oh, the yeah. music that we've got coming out, it's like I'll listen to I don't know what's like a big country like the hot country or whatever on Spotify, and it's like yeah, I dig the Canadian songs when they come out, and then it's like the other stuff. It's like man, I said the Canadian stuff that we've got coming out right now, like the stuff that's rising the ranks look out i mean we're already starting to see it right i mean with uh uh you know canadians leading the charts in australia in the states with tineal arts and mackenzie porter in uh in australia you know what i mean it's like you know canada uh, is coming james barker just signed yeah yeah james barker just went over to sony and in, in nashville and robert adelini warner nashville yeah you know yeah canada's Ontario, coming uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really, and I can't be more proud of everybody, man. And that, that's one thing that I love um, about, you know, the Canadian country world is like nobody's looking over their shoulder, being like, "Oh, I can't tell." Everybody's in the same boat, and everybody's so loving and sh- like, yeah, you know. And that's why I am the way I am because as I grew, as I grew up playing shows, right away, all these great guys I looked up to took me under the wing like Jason Blaine and Tebe and Aaron Pritchett and McCoy and 
all these guys giving me information, Brett Kissel, Dallas, you know what I mean? Um, they're all, you know, super friendly and, 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 you know, help me any way they could and give me info and tips, you know, like, you know, that's Canadian country, you know what I It's mean? a family. That's what I always describe it. I mean, it, there's, there's no better word to describe the Canadian country music industry than a family. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're on the, uh, the, the artist side, whether you're on the, the label side or the, the media side, we're just a big family. Everybody's there to support each other any way that they can. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's, that's, we've, we've been treated so well over the last, you know, decade. I, I mean, I never would have thought 10 years ago that we, that this would still be something that would be going 10 years later and even looking at see how it's evolved over the last 10 years and the connections that I have now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's been really cool to be part of, of this, this family, this organization over the last decade. And, and, uh, and I still love, you know, that every year I'm discovering and and becoming a huge fan of of new artists. And it's it's kind of been cool, kind of seeing you go from, you know, the really cool band that opened up at uh, Country Wild a couple of years ago, to okay, Brian's kind of going out on his own and and really putting out some some real bangers that are you know featured heavily on a couple of the playlists that you know they kind of get turned up a little louder every time they come on. So I mean, it, it's it's really cool kind of seeing you grow as an artist independently as well. Um, but that said too, I mean, the, uh, uh, I think I've got two of the Kansas stone. I think I've got uh, uh, Edra forever and, uh, and one other on, um, on the playlist. And, you know, like you said, different sounds, still a great song. So I'm, I'm really happy to hear that there's more coming. Uh, yeah. Do you have any dates in mind for new Kansas stone music? You know, I've been um, I've been dying to get. So we have a few. We just, you know, we've been just uh, talking about when, you know, and the, one of the ones that we've been sitting on for over a year is one we wrote and um, recorded with Chess Anthony, uh, amazing, amazing Canadian country singer. Um, you know, he came before the pandemic. He came over here and he uh, before he moved up, back to Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem. I'm just like, well, listen, I need a music video. So <laughs> yeah. right now we can't really travel on anything. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm hoping like maybe, um, you know, maybe a little bit into the summer, you know, maybe August or uh, early fall, maybe get that one out there. Uh, hopefully things open up so we can. Fly you know, I've, I've told chess, I said, you know, if there's any way for you to travel, if you can get to Brockville on the 24th of July, you can get up on stage and perform. I said, I will find a spot for you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been working with chat. Chet's the one that Chet's the one that really started yeah. it for me. I mean, he's the one that approached Easy. me, you know, and said, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, starting the solo thing and and i don't have the slightest idea where to start and you know the kind of music publicity publicity side of things and you know would you mind help me out so we got together in kingston and and we did the the shoot and everything for his um uh written in stone and kind of the intro introducing chess anthony the solo artist to everybody and so it kind of built that relationship of course uh then he up and you know uh, yeah. married the love of his life and and uh and moved out of the province and i'm like really you were so close now you're so far what away a jerk, eh? what a jerk. <laughs> but no they're they're doing really well out there and it's just really cool seeing seeing his his success and and uh it's actually worked out because 
uh, one of the other, the second, I guess, artists that I, I started working with, Josh Norad, who's playing uh, uh, right after you on the 24th. Um, he is actually out of New Brunswick, but he works in Saskatchewan on the, the plains there on the, in the, the farms. And so uh, we've been trying to get him and Chess together since last year, but you know, he's only there three months and he's home for three months and he's back for three months. And uh, so we just couldn't get things to work out. Anyways, this time around, I guess he had just made it to Saskatoon and uh, uh, Chess called him up and he had a gig. And so he invited him out. So they ended up performing uh, and they brought Josh up. So it's, uh, it's turned into a big thing. So now it's just found out yesterday that uh, Josh has been brought on for a full set or a full night at that venue. So it's uh, it's cool kind of seeing it, it plays back to the whole, the way the industry supports each other and, and all the different members support each other. You know, Chess saw that there was something there that, that I had seen in, in Josh when we started working with him and, and, you know, even though they're only maybe a couple of years apart in their, their careers, um, you know, Chess said, Hey, I've got an opportunity here. You come and play with us. And uh, so he did chess message me that night saying, Hey, you know, he was really good. And Josh messaged me when he got home. Hey, that was so much fun. And I'm like, Hey, I'm getting messages from you both. Uh, so it's really cool. And, you know, I, I think it was uh, it, it's nice to see, you know, from a guy like chess, because, you know, he was when I first, when he was obviously with cold Creek County, um, I remember, I remember how we first kind of crossed paths because um, so we knew Cole Creek County had a new lead singer and this is the Junos were in Ottawa that year. Um, I went to the media night for the hockey game, which one or two of the members of the band were playing in hoping that they would introduce their, their new lead singer, but they didn't. So I had some uh, photographers out at, uh, I think it was the Olay party uh, that they played. And uh, that was the night that they were, it was going to be the first ever live performance with their new lead singer. And uh, no name, nobody knew anything about the guy. And Ottawa is not a big country city. So we had the first photo. So I got the photo from a photographer within maybe five, 10 minutes of chess being up on stage. It took him about an hour and a half of uh, emailing. I was, I was talking with, um, uh, you know, all these different artists sending about anybody know who this guy is. And uh, so it was finally Chris LaBelle, uh, is one that put the name to the face. Yeah. I think his name is like something like chess Anthony or something like that. So there was like Googling, trying to find out what I can about chess Anthony. I'm sure by the time they were done their set, we had already announced who the new lead singer was. And then I found out that he was actually living only about half an hour from me, half hour, 45 minutes from me. So, you know, I messaged him I'm like, Hey, you know, I said, anytime you're ever in the area, if you want to get together and grab a beer and chat and, I've done that with many artists that live in the area and then you never hear back. I think a week later I got a text from, Hey, you busy. <laughs> and so it just kind of started from there. And, and, you know, it just, it's, it's been really cool and really um, a lot of fun kind of watching his, his journey over the last almost two years, you know, two years in October, I guess is when it started with uh, written in stone. Um, yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I can't be any happier for that guy because he's, he's such a nice guy um great guy to work with super super talented the guy can sing the phone book and uh you know sing it well <laughs> you know 
And so, I mean, it's, of course, now the key thing is I keep telling him, it's okay. So we know that you can release good music. You know that you can, you can do well in the numbers. Now we just need to get you out on the stage again, because that's where you really shine, you know? And, yeah. and uh, exactly. so I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, I mean, maybe later 2021, but 2022, you know, I really hope that, uh, that he starts to see, that side of the success because i mean th- this man just he just belongs on a stage yeah canadian uh canadian chris stapleton yeah well absolutely his, absolutely his voice is just it blows yeah you away. like you just stand there you're like uh, i should quit my i should quit doing music. <laughs> yeah well that's the thing right i mean and and i just like i remember the one the, i guess the first summer that I had really started getting to know uh, him. He was at uh, Boots and Hearts. And, and so I was in the pit uh, and, and he's out in the catwalk and I'm, I'm videotaping uh, his performance of Chris Stapleton, uh, his cover that he was doing. Um, and I ended up posting it to YouTube. I'm like, you know, and it was just, for me, it was kind of really cool like to be standing there. And, and the, the nice thing is, is they did a, a pop-up show on, on another, one of the side stages of Boots and Hearts. And so they got off the golf cart. He spotted me and the band went that way. And he walked over to say, Hey, you know, and it's just, it was really cool, you know, to, to kind of know that it's neat being kind of in the audience and then seeing a friend on stage that's like playing in front of thousands of people and just killing it, you know? And uh, I mean, since we started working with him uh, last, I guess two years ago in October is when, when we had started that process for that song. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, I can't wait for that, that time again, where he's out there and he's performing his tunes and, uh, you know, controlling his crowd. Cause you know what? He's absolutely got it. I mean, you do too. I mean, I hope that, that you, you get those opportunities down the road too. Again, I mean, we can't wait to see, you know, Brian Harwood in front of thousands again. And, uh, I don't think you guys didn't have a huge crowd at, uh, at country wild when you guys played, but, any crowd right now is better than none, right? Yeah, I, I can't wait to go back to the stages like CMT and Havelock, where you know, twenty to forty thousand people are looking at it. Yeah, like um, I miss those days, and hopefully everything opens up, and um, I definitely want to be back on stage again. Yeah, well, I mean, do you have anything coming up before the twenty fourth of July, or is that your first confirmed that's gig right first, now? That's, a, that's the first one. Everything else, uh, Kansas. Is uh, scheduled to play um, in Hamilton at the CMAOs uh, the weekend there, and everything was. Uh, I got a bunch of stuff, but there's it was pushed to. Um, I'll push to September just to play it safe. So, yeah, um, I'll be doing the ten uh, year anniversary with you as, as the first one. Nice. So uh, yeah, well, we're we're looking forward to it. I mean, I just I guess I, I, my big thing right now is I want to get tickets on sale. I've got people <laughs> messaging me all the time. When do tickets go on sale? When? I'm like, well, I don't want to sell. I don't want to oversell, right? I mean, that that's my biggest thing. And we know that we're good for phase two. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, we need to get to phase one before we can get to phase two, but we haven't had any reason to believe that we're not going to start phase one on time. So, you know, the big thing is, is, is I might just bite the bullet and say, okay, you know, we're going to just go on sale early, early, early September, early June um, and hope for the best, you know what I mean? But it's uh yeah that's what i would do yeah because i mean it's just we just need to get and that gives us an idea as to 
as to numbers and, and kind of how to promote. But the nice thing is, is the venue's got, it's a built-in audience because it's an RV campground. So there's seasonal campers that are already there. They book at that campground because yeah. they love live music. And so they, uh, you know, they're all getting kind of, what do they call it? Uh, grandfathered access. Uh, the only thing we're asking is a, uh, a donation to Unison Fund. So yeah. they don't have to pay the 25 bucks because they're already there. But they just give a, a goodwill offering to the Unison Fund, and that gets them in to, to see the show. I mean, they're going to be able to hear it from their campground anyway, but if they want to come down. And and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's if it's anything like we had last summer, it's it's a group of people that love live music. So, um, I mean, why would you book at a campground that's not on a lake if you don't love it, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I mean, we had a summer of – you know, festivals last year and I'm hoping that we can go a little bit bigger this year. And, uh, you know, I'm super, super pumped. I mean, I think I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about this, this lineup. I think it's going to, it's going to really impress a lot of people. It's going to be great uh, seeing you back out there. It won't be as crazy hot as Susie's event last yeah. summer. That one was crazy hot. Um, oh, yeah. the sun was, it was right behind your head the whole day too. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, even if it is, I mean, we're going to kind of be sheltered. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and, and we really look forward to having you. Uh, can't wait for the, the new single, which is coming out sometime between Tuesday and the end of June. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably, um, play it safe, uh, probably around the 18th. Okay. So people can so, keep an uh, eye out for it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you'll see something, though. Uh, keep, keep an eye on my socials or maybe uh, Soundcheck will post something about it um, probably the first week of June. So Yeah, as soon as your graphic designer gets his button gear and gets the, the artwork done, right? <laughs> if it stopped getting sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Falling asleep outside, you know? <laughs> All right, well, Brian, we, uh, we definitely look forward to that and uh, any of the other 30-some songs that you've got in the in the, the, the queue for either yourself or Kansas stone uh, or whatever projects might come in between that now and then, you, you know, you, you seem to have a thirst for, for staying busy. So you just, you never know. Right. I mean, we could catch up with you in July and say, yeah, you remember those 30 songs I had then? Yeah. I'm up to 60 now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but I mean, that's, that's great. That just means that we've got uh, plenty of music coming and, and that's never a bad thing. So um, look forward to catching you in July and uh, you know, obviously I will let you know the minute I put tickets on sale. Like right now I'm aiming for probably early this week um and uh you know just to get them out there and then let's hope that we can uh you know get a decent sized crowd in there to raise some money for the unison fund to to give some of these people that really need the help right now that little boost um yeah and uh well i mean the unison fund's giving them the boost we want to give the unison fund a bit of a boost so they can continue to do so and uh yeah you keep putting out those tunes and we'll keep sharing them and awesome. and uh yeah, we'll, we'll catch up again. I mean, obviously, we'll see you in July, and then, uh, uh, you know, we should do this more often. Definitely. Yeah, anytime. Thank you for having me on, and uh, anytime you need a guest, uh, just let me know, and I'll uh, 
crack a beer and we'll do some Sounds chat. like a plan. And uh, you know, con- congrats again to, uh, and of course, uh, I mean, mentioned it to Dustin as well. Uh, congrats again on the success with uh, Together We're Strong. I mean, the, uh, you know, find- hearing the news and, and that's what actually made me think of you this week was um, uh, the fact that Snowbirds added it to their, uh, uh, their tour for the summer, which is, I think, quite the honor for you to uh, to have that song selected for that so i thought that that was really cool i figured that would be a, a great opportunity to to kind of chat uh about that and, and kind of the also the one year anniversary right so i mean it's 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 kind of cool to see it come full circle and and yeah. uh yeah you guys did a good thing it was really cool to be part of the video too that was uh you know it turned out way bigger. It's like, yo, you want to hold up the sign? I'm like, yeah, cool. It's a little cute little video. And then when you see it and you see how powerful. It's emotional, man. It's a very emotional video. I still look back on it. And, you know, you know, the fact that everybody, you know, different radio stations that are, you know, they're in direct competition, all the, all these other artists and are like people like Tom Cochran and, and, you know, Prairie Oyster and all these people just wanted to be a part of it. And, um, it just shows, you know, it's a good example to show, like, together we are strong. Like, the Canadian country, you know, world is um, one I'm proud to be a part of, and I'm glad uh, the song did so well. No, absolutely. And, you know, and I think it's uh, kudos to you guys for, for A, coming up with the concept. I mean, you have to think of it first, right? And, and uh, I mean, you guys came up with the I idea. Just had the, yeah, I just had the idea. Yeah. I mean, and and it's it's cool to to have that kind of thought, and I think it's it's even even cooler to see, um, you know how far it went and and continues to go. I mean, like a, a year later, it's still it's still having an impact. And I think you know, with it being uh, their theme song for the summer, I think you're just at the tip of the iceberg, you know, because I think now you're going to even reach an even larger audience. Um, I think, uh, you know as tragic as the events that followed the, the recording of it were, uh, I think it's going to help. It's like Jennifer is going to continue spreading the message even after she's gone. Uh, and I think, you know, it can't be a bigger tribute to her. Uh, you won't find a bigger tribute to, uh, to you guys for, for coming up with that idea. Um, obviously, you know, I mean, to, to Corey Marks who, you know, brought that idea to the snowbirds, uh, doesn't surprise me at all to hear that he was involved to that extent. I mean, it's just Corey. That's just the kind of guy he is. Right. So uh, definitely kudos to you guys. I mean, it was, uh, it was an honor to be part of it and uh, it's really, really cool to see, uh, you know, a year later, it's still, it's still having that impact. And, uh, and I think it will, it, it will, I mean, it, it will help us get through whatever's left of this, this pandemic. Let's hope that, it's just short term and that that by the fall we're we're kind of back a little bit back closer to normal um but i mean at least by next summer that we could be looking at a a more normal summer again uh you know i mean if we could have an anthem that would get us to that point it's definitely going to be that one and so you know hats off to you guys and and uh you know can't wait to see I mean, what what you do? That's gonna be hard to top something like that, right? Oh but- man, that till, still to this day, that song, um, it's still you know it doesn't need to be nominated for any awards and, and stuff. Uh, to me, to me, that song, having all those artists on and everything else, um, that song is is just something special that um, you know it holds a huge spot in my heart, and I'm 
still to this day. And I'm sure it's going to be a hard song to even come close to because it's just filled with, you know, love and so much talent of some great people. So, I mean, is it a song like when you really think about it, though, is it a song that that you need to try to top? I mean, it's it's one of those things, right? It's just it's a song that can kind of stand on its own and. It's just and, a proud moment, proud moment in my career. Um, and I was thankful to have the idea. And I was thankful to have a good producer and, and a partner with Dustin. And, um, you know, and just great that I met all these great musicians over the years to be able to call them up and just be like, hey, do you want to do this thing with me? And for them to be like, of course, you know, um, I'm blessed for that. And I'm you know, I'm so thankful that the song turned out the way it did. And if you haven't seen it, you know, check it out on YouTube, watch the video. Um, it's definitely uh, just leaves you, you know, feeling good watching it, you know? Yeah. I mean, of course, I just shared it on the subject page yesterday too, just kind of previewing this podcast. But yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like Brian said, I mean, if you haven't seen it, um i'll link to it when we post this podcast on thursday as well so people can go and check it out but uh you know go check it out i mean it's it, it literally i mean i think especially that that final frame uh it it, it kind of knocks the wind out of you at the end there when when it's it kind of comes up to the very end it was it was just uh the whole thing is chilling but then you get to that very final frame with jennifer and and it's kind of like and then knowing of course what happened uh, a year ago, just before it came out, it, it kind of really, you know, it really hits home, you know, and then hearing that they're taking it on for their tour this year. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an honor for you guys. I mean, it's a, you guys did a very special thing and, and uh, you know, kudos. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not often that somebody can come up with a concept like that and then have it become, you know, intentionally moment, uh, in, intentionally, um, inspirational for one group but then accidentally inspirational for another which was obviously something you could never have planned um so yeah i mean it's uh i think it's that's really cool i mean it's i think it's it's great that it's it's been such an important song for for her family as well as the the greater family of of the uh the armed forces uh and then everybody else that uh kind of takes that message and says hey you know what i mean we'll get through this. Right. I mean, we keep saying we'll get through this together and, and, uh, and we will, you just, you have to, we're, you're not in this alone. If you're, if you're listening to this and and you're feeling alone, which I think it is easy right now because, you know, we're not allowed to go out really. We're not a stay at home order. If you're feeling alone, you're not reach out. Social media is a huge place. I've always said it, you know, um, you know, somebody is usually monitoring the soundtrack social media at some point in time shoot a message, you know, I mean, shoot me a message, whatever, you know, you're not alone. I mean, don't feel that you're alone and, and, uh, you know, introduce yourself to some new artists that you're fans of and, and, uh, and they'll help you get through, right. That's, that's, that's the only thing we can do. You know, the only way to get through this is together. Don't get through it. Don't go through it on your own. And then we'll party together when it's done. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know it. All right, Brian. Well, I'll let you get back to your evening. Go and uh, do something for that sunburn. I hope that it doesn't get too painful. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's, it's just a face coat. Yeah, it's exactly. Coat. It'll turn into a tan tomorrow, right after your face peels off. <laughs> 
All right, well, we can't wait for the single. We can't wait to see the video. The videos are always awesome. You got a great team working for you there. And, uh, and uh, yeah, let me know. Let us know what we can do to, uh, to help um, promote it and get the word out. And, uh, you know, as we said already, can't wait to see you in July. Uh, it, actually, it'll be, I think, a year from when we last saw you, too, because I think it's right around, it was like the 18th, I think, when we saw you with Susie. So, yeah. Um, too long yeah we can't just do these one year shows we gotta do them more often yeah but yeah it'll be great to catch up with you in person and uh and have a pint and uh you know enjoy some great live music and and just rock out and have a good time awesome i can't wait all right well brian thanks again and uh you know take care of yourself and uh you know we'll see you when this is all said and done perfect Take care, buddy. See ya. You got me. You got me. Together we're strong. That's the ground that we grew up on. When you're on your own, no, you're not alone. Everybody needs someone. When things go wrong, together we're strong. You've been listening to SCE Soundbites. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode filled with music news and another interview. Until then, be sure to visit our website at www.soundcheckentertainment.ca for all of the latest news information. When it comes to music in this country, that's the place to go.